Hello and welcome to the Sovereign Collective Podcast, where we bring you real raw truth for your self-empowerment. I'm your host, Sasha Calavota, and I believe that you can stand on your own two feet, but that you don't have to do it alone. I love learning from people who continually strive to raise the bar, to go against mainstream thinking, and who dare to question the general consensus. People are risking ridiculed or even risk the loss of their professional status as they bravely question the common narratives and challenge the rest of us to expand our minds and to reconsider what we think we already know. Join me in learning how to take control of your health and your mind so that you can have the energy to think more clearly and the confidence to step up and take responsibility for all aspects of your life. We promise to never censor here because I believe you are strong enough to hear the real raw truth to make up your own mind. If you like what you find here at the Sovereign Collective Podcast, then please share with your friends and family. I so appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. And now on to the show. Hi, y'all. This is Sasha here for two quick announcements before we get on to our interview for today. First of all, if you are looking for quality supplements, quality tonic herbs, some specialty food items, and you're in and around Calgary, then please go check out Lotus Herbal Health, a great family-run store that has two locations in Calgary. You can find them at lotusherbalhealth.ca to find out where their locations are, or you can shop online and they will pretty much deliver anywhere. So quality supplements, tonic herbs, great staff, check out lotusherbalhealth.ca. Secondly, I want to announce the relaunch of my program called Your Conscious Pregnancy and Parenting Guide, which consists of experts in their fields around the world on consciousness and parenting and education and nutrition and dentistry and homeopathy and more. This is a program I created after my son was born about 10 years ago, a little bit more than that. And I am now very concerned after the events of 2020 for our future generations. And I believe the time is now for conscious parenting and for conscious parents to rise up and take, to take back our pregnancies and our births and our parenting and the resilience of our children and of future generations. The time is now. We change the course of history by changing the course of our future generations. And we do that by consciously raising them, consciously birthing them, consciously conceiving them, feeding them good food, and taking back the responsibility of raising healthy, well-adjusted, robust people. Resilience. It's time to build resilience. So please go check out sovereigncollective.org forward slash get the guide, and you will be able to check out all of the amazing material in there. It's time for us to understand how our worldviews are formed, how our self-views are formed, and how to impact that and how that impacts the society on a whole. So check it out, sovereigncollective.org forward slash get the guide. And now on to the show. Hey everyone, Sasha here for another interview for the Sovereign Collective Podcast with my friend, Ashley Edith. But before we get into what Ashley's here to share us share with us today, I want to mention a few things to remind you, give you some reminders. First of all, if you have not signed up for the mailing list, please go to the sovereigncollective.org and sign up there. This content on this podcast is the kind of content that gets targeted by censors and it may disappear from different platforms at some time. I don't know if you're watching on YouTube. I have a little bit on BitChute. I do have to update my BitChute, uh, but that's if you want to watch videos, I vlog, I'm going to get them all into BitChute, but of course they're the audio ones. But just in case I disappear, get on my mailing list so I can let you know where I'm to be found. <laughs> Second of all, if you are a parent, a parent-to-be, if you are considering, if you have impact or influence on children, then please go to the sovereigncollective.org forward slash get the guide. We are in living in a time where our children are at risk. The future generations are at risk. 
They're being led to believe all sorts of crazy nonsense. And we have a whole generation, many generations, we have most people have to recover from their childhoods. So what if we had a world where children did not need to recover from their childhoods, or adults did not need to recover from their childhoods? This is the goal of my program. I want to inspire parents to really care about not fucking up their kids, to create healthy, well-adjusted, robust people who can think for themselves. And the way we're going right now is not the, that's not the result we're going to get. So anyway, sovereigncollective.org forward slash get the guide. Last of all, for me, daily medicinal mushrooms are daily non-negotiable. So if you're interested in learning about medicinal mushrooms, ordering tonic herbs, go to my uh, sovereigncollective.org forward slash store page and check out a discount you can get there for New North Organics. If you order online, you get 10% off, put the discount code in of Sasha10 and you'll get 10% off your order. And that's all I want to talk about today. Just got to get a little bit of business in there. But now to my guest, Ashley Edith, live with me in person here today, we're going to talk about a fascinating topic that we don't hear very much about. We're going to be talking about yoni steaming and getting to know your innards and yourself. But first, a little bit about Ashley. I have known Ashley for quite a few years now. She has been on her path to truth and health and knowing herself since her late 20s, 2008. She said she went down that path. She has, she's a holistic nutritionist, but she's also now specializing in something that a lot of women don't know about or do, and it's yoni steaming. And she has come to doing this through her own struggles with her own menstrual cycle, her own hormonal health. And it has brought her to a place, I think, I don't want to speak for you, but I think that a newfound place for yourself that you've never been before, right? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into this, but we're going to talk about her history. And I want to talk, first of all, to you about why you got into this, what your struggles have been like, what, like, what got you down this path and what has it meant for you? So like you said, in 2008, I had debilitating periods. I was calling in sick. I, you know, in school, bringing several pairs of clothing to to change in, hiding in the bathroom, skipping school. It was, it was a challenging time. I had awful periods. I was puking. I was fainting. This was all like, was this ever since you got your period? Yep. It, and it increasingly um, got worse. It just increasingly got worse and no discussion around it. Nobody told me what to do. It was just, here's a pad, um, <laughs> deal with it. And it was, it was really hard as a young girl. I got my cycle at 14. So it was tough. This high school really sucked. <laughs> Mm -hmm. really so fast forward, you know, in the working world, um, almost losing my job because of my period, because I'd have to call in sick all the time. So I was at home watching a documentary on Ayurveda. I was sick of daytime television, television. So I was like, I'm going to get into documentaries. And I, I watched this documentary on Ayurveda and I call it my benefits plan. And I asked to see this doctor and they were like, well, you can't see that doctor. You can see a naturopath. So, and I didn't even the oldest medicine on the planet. We won't right? cover that, <laughs> yeah. but they, they directed me to a naturopath. So here I was at the gym, you know, had my appointment booked, but my period came on and I was going to faint at the gym. So I had to get off. I was sick of popping my doll. Um, I tried the pill, went to the doctor was like, get this off out of me. I, I couldn't do it. It was my body was screaming at me. Like, no. So there, first take well, that's some wound really, wisdom. Saying, yeah. You know, do not do this. So I didn't, and, you know, it was like three months and that was right. It. And that's what normally what we were saying before we started recording, like 
teenagers, as soon as they have a problem, they get put on the pill. It's ignored. Their hormones are suppressed. Their hormones don't get to naturally mature. Yeah. But you only lasted three months. Right. Yeah. So just, you knew. Yeah. It was awful. It was like my body was screaming at me when it was my cycle. It was, it was absolutely awful. So yeah, I was at, at the gym and it hit me and I was like, oh my God, I, I think I have to take Midal. So I go to the drugstore, which was right on the corner. And this pharmacist there was also a TCM and I'm looking at the pamphlet and nice. I was like, is this you? And I was like, is there something natural I can take? And he was like, uh, yes, there is. And I was like, can I make an appointment with you? And he was like, I can see you in 20 minutes. And that it is like my life forever changed at that point. Wow. And his wife put um, needles in me. I had acupuncture for the first time. And I fell asleep on the table for an hour. My body just needed that deep rest, put me on this stuff, helped my period. It was amazing and got me reading books, um, realizing, you know, food is also an enemy at times with all the chemicals. And yeah, I, I totally just changed my diet, enrolled in holistic nutrition courses and met a whole community full wow. of amazing healers. And that got you on your path. So before that, you hadn't really been into the health scene, working out, but not, not organic food, no. not real food, no. not... No, no, no. I, Isn't that crazy? You have all these problems and your doctor doesn't sh suggest to take maybe endocrine disruptors out of your world no, through food and no. fragrances. It was just my dog, like get on the pill. It was always get on the pill, get on the pill, get on the pill. Yeah, it was That's awful. negligence. It's malpractice. Never, never opinion. a discussion about what I was eating or anything. And I was in the doctor's office a lot because it was awful. I started to get cystic acne. Uh, in my late twenties, I had never had acne. Like there was, you know, clearly gut health issues happening. It was, yeah. it was awful. I was like, wow, just uncomfortable in my own skin. So, what did you notice after that first appointment with the TCM? Oh, I mean, he gave me this like, you know, liquid stuff. I think it was called a femme tonic. And my first period was drastically different. Like it was, it was lighter. It wasn't as debilitating. I didn't, wasn't calling in sick. I mean, and I was seeing wow. him twice a week for acupuncture and he did food sensitivity tests and, you know, told me I needed to eat organic, read these books. And I did. And it was just, wow. I mean, it got lonely because everybody kind of thought you were crazy. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, very heard of back then to be, you know, seeing a, a traditional Chinese medicine doctor or anything. So, so ridiculous. It's so controversial, right? It's like I'm getting results by changing my lifestyle and there's, it's huge controversy right yeah because people fear what they don't understand of course they do yeah one thing that i've realized wow yeah. wow okay yeah. so you've been so how long when did you learn we're going to show you this thingy over here soon too <laughs> yeah so when did you learn about yoni scheming and womb wisdom and what attracted you to that particularly right so when I look back in my journey through holistic health, there's always been hits of actually, you know, pay attention to your womb wisdom. Like the first health conference I ever went to, Longevity Now, my family jammed on me. You know, they were already kind of thinking I was a little weird for being at a health conference there and not visiting them. So they jammed on me and they asked me to volunteer at the women's conference. And I was, you know, tapped out. It's a long three, four days volunteering. But I was like, well, I've got nothing else to do, so I'll do it. And, you know, being a woman, um, hearing a whole a talk on, on our health just blew me wide open. I was like, whoa, we're dealing with some stuff, right? And there was a doctor that got on, Dr. Roy Dittman, on preconception mm -hmm. health. Mm -hmm. And it just, you know, goosebumps. I was like, this was my calling. I had taken a, 
I had taken a, like the holistic nutrition through body mind and, you know, just wondering what my niche was going to be and what I was interested in. That was it. I was like preconception health. We need to save the babies. We need to like grow healthy humans. Yes. I mean, like, why do I, why did I have to have these issues when my parents could have just, you know, done their work? Right. Exactly. Yes, exactly. It comes back to that. It's stopping that cycle of constant passing down of trauma, physical ailments, mental ailments, you know, spiritual stuff that needs to be cleaned up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I just got really passionate about that. Haven't yet discovered um, Yoni steaming yet, but you know, it was that hit of like, Hey, you know, Ashley, you had really bad periods. Like, can you imagine what this would mean for your body when you were going to try and conceive, you know, just kind of got me thinking like that and just how important preconception preparation is. I mean, not just to have a baby, but just in general, right? Like we just need to be healthy. We need to heal our stuff um, first and foremost, just to be a contributing human being. But also if you're going to conceive, like it just should be that check mark you need to do as a, as a to be parent. Totally. So, you know, that was another hit of just like, okay, you know, womb wisdom, there's something there, you know, there's just so much for women to dive into when we get into this area of our body that we don't often face. And so, you know, then gut health became like a really big thing, right? Like it's like, oh, gut health. And it was a bit of a trend, but it's an important trend. Yeah. Um, but it also involves our, our uterus and its health and the connection to, you know, the, the uterus um, colon connection, right? That, that type of thing, you know, if you've got an unhealthy colon, that's going to impact your uterus and you can have, you know, things like endometriosis and all sorts of ailments happen when your colon is impacted. So there was just all these things that just led me back to um, my womb. And then the latest is um, a really good family friend. And she had been struggling for a long time. I had gotten into yoni steaming. I thought it was great. I loved it for myself. I mean, obviously I don't have period issues for some time, but for me, it was, it was more of that embodiment thing that I think we'll probably touch on in a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and just, you know, keeping that area, you know, tip top, you know, if I had, you know, brown at the beginning or brown at the end, those are indicators to your period health and yoni steaming can really benefit with that. So I started yoni steaming and a really good family friend was like, you know, I'm willing to try your voodoo. It has been a year and a half of trying to get pregnant. The doctors want me to do IVF. That's like $50,000. And I just, you know, that's outrageous, right. To have a baby. So they were willing to try it. So I do um, a, a uterine cleanse and it's for a few months for very specific days before and after your cycle. And so this individual tried it for three months with this basic blend that I offer and then the fertility blend at the end. And she's due this year, you know, and, so and she I did think, that for three months yeah, she did. and she got pregnant when? Um, so she did. So for four months, she kind of did some yoni steaming. And then some dietary stuff as well. She'd been trying some dietary stuff before um, and then got pregnant in perfect month like the next time Amazing. she tried. So, right? Amazing. so, I mean, I don't want to sit here and say that Yoni Steamy is the magic bullet. Um, I guess maybe I'll dive into another topic that I wanted to discuss too was, you know, the sister wound and the fact that we don't talk like we do anymore. So I think there was some magic in her just kind of declaring her womb issues and how scary and lonely and dealing with some man that has no idea her her issues and not looking her looking at her as a whole person 
Um, and just, you know, the frustration. So I think there's magic when women share and when we gather and we talk about these things. And then when we address that area of our body, instead of treating it orally, we're treating it locally. And that's one thing I really love about Yoni Steam is that you are treating it locally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like, it's not working, suppress it with medication, cut it out. If it's, you know, oh, just seems to be working properly, just get rid of it. You don't need it. Like, it's not honored no. and we don't talk about it. And then we, we, and then I know so many women that look at their own bodies as the enemy, right. And that it, it works against them. And then there's, there's no love there. There's no understanding. There's no desire for connection and there's no desire to learn what that is. No, I did a market and there was a woman that came in and had a hysterectomy and she didn't even know if she was a woman anymore. It just like broke my heart. I just, I started crying with her. Wow. Of course you are, you know, and this is a woman in her, in her fifties and to have to question that. And to me, that's just, that's a product of the assault against women for so, so long. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, the doctor's obviously not going to have any male or female. I feel like when you're in that world, you're not having these sensitive, spiritual, all-encompassing conversations around your womanhood and what that means, your hormones, everything, right? So yeah, yeah there's just, there's so much there, yeah. as you know, that's yeah. not right. <laughs> right, right. So now you're working with Yoni Steaming. Mm-hmm. So should we show the thing? Let's do it. Let's sure. show the thing. <laughs> I don't know. Are we going to do a little demo? What do we do here? So show. I can, yeah, we look can. at this thing. We got this fancy little <laughs> stool. Or... It's a stool. So some will call it um, a Yoni box or a Yoni stool. Um, you can get ones that are completely enclosed. I kind of chose this. Obviously the price point is a little bit better because what is so expensive these days? Oh yeah. No kidding. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, you basically sit on this. It's a stool. You sit on it. You're pot of herbs will go underneath and you sit over the steam, you wrap up in a blanket and you know, because so you wrap yourself all around it. Yeah, you just stay nice and warm. Um, there's like, there's literally Yoni gowns that you can buy too, but a lot of them were right. kind of on, on the toxic end because oh. they were coated, right. To like, to keep the steam in. Oh, so I can't yeah. really find, I mean, there's some heavy silks you could get that I think would be really oh. beautiful uh, one day perhaps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a Yoni stool and you just sit on top of herbs and you know, your vagina is a um, mucous membrane. So it absorbs those medicinal properties of the herbs, hits the bloodstream, hits the uterus. So how big is the pot? Like you just have a normal pot that you yeah. put and just set it on the floor? Yep. Yep. And then how long are you sitting there for? Anywhere. I mean, I do recommend the first time about 10 minutes. Just see. It could be quite emotional. Um, oh, really? Yeah, there's a lot. And it's, it's definitely one of the number one ways to deal with um, like womb trauma, uterine trauma restore you know physical and emotional traumas there so yes I want to say probably 80 percent of the women that I have gotten yoni steaming have balled their face out the first time they wow no way including myself including you because you're facing this area of your body in a very intimate way that you've never you've never faced before and it's beautiful um and I just think we hold so much wisdom in this area and it's released we have a portal within us and it's released. I think portal, really I love that. so when you're sitting on it, are you putting your legs a certain ways to open think, up? Do you just like, how do you make sure that, that it gets in? Like, how do you, yeah, like, and I think because, you know, you're going to be like sitting within this, so you want to put, 
your bits, your, your yoni. Yeah. Are you like, do you like <laughs> spread open and get in yeah, there? And, I, like... and that's really why I like the triangle design, because you can kind of have your bottom here and then your legs kind of going this way Yeah, and just get, you know, comfortable as you're sitting, sitting on it. Um, you know, and I've bought like a hot plate, like I like this design too, because you can have like a lot of women won't have a pot um, without handles. So when you have a box, you got to have one without uh, right. a handle because it's just too wide, but you can yeah. kind of have the handle sticking out in yeah. the back. Um, but I have also a hot plate that I will put under there if you want a, a longer steam because it is like a sauna and it, and it will like a sauna draw toxins out as well. So it's detoxifying as well. So is there a chance of burning yourself? Yes. Like I mean, you would want to test the steam before you got on it and you usually just check, test with the the inner part of your wrist right okay. so you just you know you steep your herbs for 15 minutes get all those volatile compounds trapped and in the water and the steam take the lid off and then you know just test it every five minutes or so so it takes about maybe five ten minutes for it to cool down depending on how cold your room is right right mm -hmm. right 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 yeah so okay. you just the energy, you know, so it's lovely it feels fantastic so for you guys that are just listening to the audio you might want to tune into the video and see this handy stool very simple yep very simple just gets you in the right place to be able to get those herbs in there <laughs> so what kind of herbs are you using and you have different herbs for different purposes right yes so there i have two blends basically one is called the basic queen and one is the fertile queen they're both you know rooted with the red raspberry but they'll have like dong kwai um, mugwort you know just red rose um a lot of those herbs that increase circulation um reduce clotting cleansing to to clean the uterine wall and that's another thing that will happen is we you know as you steam i like to use the analogy of wallpaper so as you're mm -hmm. steaming wallpaper mm -hmm. the matter comes off and that's mm -hmm. kind of what's happening with the steam so you you know you don't have anything coming out as you steam but your next cycle as our as our um uterus cleanses right and sheds the lining um it can be a little bit more intense because it's just doing oh, the work okay. it's supposed to be doing yeah um yeah so you can have a little bit more in, in intensity as your cycle uh, as you steam for the first few months right mm -hmm. oh interesting okay. and where where is this a tradition like how long has this been around for oh forever you know and this is one thing that gets me too because this is ancient wisdom it's nothing new that's the thing yeah it's not that's the new. thing this everything is, not... everything is the way forward is looking back and right. maybe giving it a, a, a bit of a modern twist but not even all actually. this stuff is old like how we care for our children how we prepare for pregnancy how we I don't know, connect with our wombs, you know, how we grow as communities. It's all old stuff. It is. It's right? nothing new. I mean, thousands and thousands of years. There's a whole red tent conversation we could have too, mm -hmm. where, you know, women would gather. I mean, it's not traditionally, well, not traditionally, but I guess in modern times, they view the red tent as, oh, this is a place where women go to have their period because it's hormonal. But right. in ancient times, women would gather together because this is when we are most intuitive. And we would make decisions for the next 28 days for our tribes and our communities because we were most intuitive at that time. Um, Luke's story, I was just listening to his podcast this morning, a very interesting talk around how we are four different beings, basically, um, because we have four, you know, phases to our menstruation cycle and how, phys you know, from a physiological perspective, we change, we physically right. change. So we could be deemed four different people, but it's a beautiful thing. Like we're not, we're not the same, you know, wisdom, need, like women need to be honored 
for, for the seasons that we are. And so, yeah, during those times, we would just go in this beautiful place and gather together, share our wisdom. You know, this is the whole, the crone energy that I just would love to see brought back because our elders are also under attack and we don't have elders anymore. They're just you, like, they're not, they're not, I, no I don't want to say being useful, but they're, yeah, there's no wisdom. Being there's old for... people, but like, it, it's just like basic things. Like I was talking with the, when we were away in this young eyes, like I just gave him like tiny little bits of information around some health and some things that he's dealing with. He's like, oh, he's hungry for it. It's like my, my, my parents never taught me this. I don't know anything. I don't know. It's like, it's their birthright to get access to this information, right? Right, And now we have these people that are just getting old and not transferring, not anything. transferring knowledge and wisdom and, and tradition. Well, I mean, and, and you think like, I would say for the past like, good 50, 100 years, I feel like the whole elders have been also under attack, right? Let's put you oh, in a senior's home. Absolutely. There's no integration. Absolutely. The There's just 100%. no wisdom. I mean, they've been you know, annihilated in their own way. Absolutely. And, and I'm really big on that. I just want to be that ancestor. I don't, I don't want my daughter growing up without this wisdom and then passing that on. Like, I just think it's, we need to also think about what ancestor do we want to be? What legacy do we want to right. leave? And, yes. you know, while Yoni steaming seems so trivial, um, but I, I feel like it just represents so much for our, our womanhood and bringing back some empowerment around it and embodiment, you know, and that's another reason I kind of got into it was because, you know, in the spiritual community, right. Uh, you, they, they talk about embodiment and I was like, Oh, is this dancing? I love dancing, but I'm not feeling anything. Like it just, I guess I didn't have, I didn't, I couldn't find that spiritual connection to what embodiment was being described as. And so as I started Yoni steaming, it landed me in my body. Um, and, and just that wisdom that we do have. And I feel like, you know, we are that Trinity where the maiden, where the mother and the crown simultaneously all the time. And I feel like Yoni steaming really helps activate that crone energy because you know what we have so much to share with you know our sisters our daughters and other women out there so I really love the only steaming in that respect too because it does you know land you in your body you face that area that, you, that a lot of women don't want to face and that is don't. completely under attack these days totally under attack it's you know just cut it out get rid of it and they don't want to face that I remember talking to I remember some I don't know some sex ed class or something as a kid and they actually encourage you to like get on the counter and take a look at it get in the mirror I remember a friend of mine just like oh, in the class in, in, in the class <laughs> someone actually said like get to know your bits and be it's you I mean right? I, I totally agree with that right? like it's fine but I don't know about this education well, setting just like that. now yeah. they're just saying your bits don't matter like, oh right you know then let's just, just get change them and they have nothing to do with who you are but at least that was somebody and I can't I think it was in a school I can't remember but what really stands out is my friend thinking how gross that is and how yeah. oh like why would I even want to it's like this is your body how could you like why would you be afraid or disgusted by any part of it right like right. that's a super important part of you as a woman, as right? A, and now life affirming. It's like the only thing that can take a soul and turn it into a life. Right. <laughs> it's right. It's a beautiful, beautiful organ that we have that is not honored and talked about at all. And that embodiment is so we've almost made like the body uh, a trivial thing, a bad thing, but we are here in this lifetime experience life through this body. And this body has so much to share and to wisdom to guide us mm -hmm. and to show us 
where we need attention or what we need to acknowledge or resolve. That's right. Right. And we're not doing that. No, I feel like we're just not tapping into our wisdom. We're, we're outsourcing it. We're always looking to somebody yes. else, you know, that podcast, that talk, that blog, that social media post. We're not we keep listening to the podcast, but, <laughs> right. but on, on these the elevated you know podcasts, yourself, yeah. right? <laughs> elevated stuff, not distraction stuff, right? There's a lot of distraction out there that I feel is distracting us from ourselves and from our own, our own wisdom, you know, that gut feeling is so true. But I think if you're a woman and you've got, you know, a uterus, it's womb wisdom. You know, our womb and our heart have such a beautiful connection too. And I think, you know, just meeting with your heart and your womb through this life can really serve you. Just checking in and, you know, how does it feel? We just don't take those divine pauses anymore to discern and discerning information, right? We just don't discern information anymore let alone take that pause to say, how do I feel with this? What does this mean to me? Right. It's just like scroll. <laughs> right. Scroll. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. And I find I'm like succumb. I, I, it's nice. I had a day the other day, what it was, I, I didn't have anything with me except for I did make one Instagram post because <laughs> I'm finally trying to get on there. But I was in my garden from seven 30 in the morning till like 3 30 in the afternoon and half the time I was just sitting there in between and looking at my sprouts just like transfixed by this calendulous seed that was on top of the sprout leaf with the plant underneath it looking at this little wormy thing that created that had all the intelligence in there the blueprint for that amazing intricate flower that is so special for me I just you know, but I, and I didn't listen to anything. I didn't have anything on. I just, I, I, I was, it was so restorative that day. It was For exactly sure. what I needed to do. And that's what we do. But I find myself like, oh, I'm cooking. Got to listen to something. Got to listen to something. Got to listen. Got to plug in. Got to learn. Right. Learn, I mean, learn. there's so much great information out there for me, especially in the world of holistic health. Like it's, I, I have to stop myself too. I'm always listening to a talk, a podcast. I mean, it's the great downloads, but taking those nature mm-hmm. breaks and mm-hmm. tapping into you is so mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. Absolutely. so coming back now to the yoni steam what was your cycle like up to when you started doing it and has it shifted since that like how has your cycle changed I mean I've definitely had pain-free periods for you know probably like a decade and it's awesome but um diving into like period health and just you know what is the color of your blood you know the the texture and those type of things. Um, so I've noticed definitely with Yoni steaming, um, after having my daughter, definitely because I got my cycle six months after having her and it was different. So I immediately started Yoni steaming. I should have done a steam right when I was, um, right. yeah, afterwards, after having have her. You, but did you start it before having her? I or had. You yeah, did? I oh, did. you had? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. you, you'd notice a, you know, a total transformation. You know, I thought my period was great. I thought it was good. My color was great, but it just got So better. now what do you see in the color? What It's just, it's that beautiful, like, you know, crimson-ish color. Um, I don't have brown before. I don't have brown after. It's just a nice mm-hmm. bleed. <laughs> yeah, and it's not too heavy. I mean, I found it was light. And that's really a great benefit to yoni steaming is it does um, thicken the uterine wall. So you actually have something to shed. So a lot of women... Um, have come to me because their periods are so light. And and I just think that's a uterine lining thing. You need to have a, a thicker uterine lining. So you were actually shedding something as you have your period. 
Oh, so it really has helped mm-hmm. with that too. Yeah. And what about fertility? How is it helping just that certain circulation plus some of those fertility type herbs, right? You're, you're just hitting your uterus right away with them. And it's, this, and I feel like there's a circulation aspect there too, just increasing the circulation. It's, you know, how often do women need the sauna? You know, there's not a lot of women mm-hmm. that are getting the sauna. Mm-hmm. This is a really know accessible way to sauna in a sense um right so that circulation is really great the uterine lining having a really nice place for that egg to implant is super important mm-hmm. you know i don't know maybe even the release mechanisms of the eggs who knows i i don't know about that but the uterine lining for sure is definitely a huge huge benefit because it is creating a really great place for that egg to um to implant oh and another thing too with my friend that was having her fertility issues you know the doctors were scaring her because they found a cyst it was like you know a centimeter or so right? right nothing too huge but they're like oh you have this we should measure or it was an inch so you know fair size it was like an inch or so yeah. um and they were measuring it you know she had been seeing them for eight months or so and the cyst started shrinking with her yoni steaming in the it, within the first month it had shrunk they're like oh we see it going down in size so that's another thing that Yoni Simi is known to do is, you know, women have shed some pretty funky things that, you know, if they really? have fibroids so, and cysts, you know, endometriosis is super good. There's a lot of science like studies coming out yeah. around um, the benefits with endometriosis as well. That's super interesting because mm-hmm. that can be extremely painful, mm-hmm. extremely debilitating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been very lucky in that regard and have had good health in that area, but you never know how much better it can get, right? Everything too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't wait to get sick before you try these things. Don't wait to have yes, problems, right? See what's possible. That's what I love is seeing what's possible. But at the same time, when we're already in need, then we go do something that's just going to cause more harm. Right. And then we want that quick fix, right? Yeah. We want a quick fix. And, you know, I mean, you don't need to use a magic bullet, but it, it definitely helps cramping to women that have like really bad cramps. Again, that circulation, you know, and then also, you know, what you're putting on your fork makes a difference to you know combo it i think it's a great great combo (laughs) but then you're also obviously if people are having emotional releases you're also getting to other levels right emotional levels that mental emotional plane right that the trauma release and dealing with it facing with it um you know there's some educators that i have studied with that definitely have seen women have to kind of get you know another layer of help because it really does unearth Right. So some, it can be the beginning. Yeah, yeah. The beginning of your healing path. And sometimes that's what we need is just that shake up because I mean, a lot of women, I don't think expect to have such a, an emotional response so when they yeah, start no kidding. steaming. And yeah, I see like 80% of women that I have gotten in steaming have just like bobbed their face out and just so and had no idea that it could be so transformative in that way. Yeah. There's some magic there. I think it's really ancient, ancient wisdom, right? Like you said, we got to go backwards to do, we do. It's not new. You don't have to rewrite anything. You don't have to redo anything. It's all there. All this stuff, how we create trauma, how we have our cell phone worldviews, how we, you know, passing that on the importance of conception, the importance of basing our inward stuff and, and ideally doing this before you have your baby. That's right. right? Yes. Uh, Yes. And even before your first cycle. You know, a lot oh, of, okay, let's talk about that. Right? There's a lot like in South America, it, it's pretty rampant down there. Like a lot of women do, um, you know, steaming and that's what they will do. If they're, if they've got issues, they're like, did you do your steam? Did you do your steam? It's just such a common thing. 
Um, and young women before their cycle, they will have their steam, which is like red raspberry, just something, you know, beautiful uterine tonic in there. Just a very light red raspberry and have them steaming so that they don't have issues. So prevention, right? I wonder what their rates of um, just hormonal imbalance and period problems are down there in comparison. Interesting. Yeah, I have not looked into that, but it would be very, very interesting to see. Compared to the path that our teens go on in this part of the world. Oh, you you have painful period here. Take this pill. Maybe you need an antidepressant at the same time because you're probably a little bit crazy. <laughs> right? Yes. So let's calm you down. Right. You crazy woman. Right. Yeah. South America and Africa too. Big, huge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really great um, account called Steamy Chick. She's really into it. And I love her stuff. Steamy Chick. Steamy Chick. So, but let's talk about how we can find you. So you're on Instagram and you're posting all sorts of interesting things. Um, I am uh, at Steamy Queen. Steam a queen. Right? Bring so forth that inner queen. <laughs> Bring forth your inner queen. And we need to do that. We need to own that because we're living in a day where men could have babies. Men might right. have wounds, oh, right? Women, you know, have penises. Right? Like it's time to really stand up and honor the masculine, the feminine, their roles, right? What we are here to do, our nurturing selves, our what all of Reclaim these energy motherhood. Oh the my way it goodness. Yes. No, I am not down with what's happening, especially at LA Pride. Yes. Yesterday. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, you can look at that up. It's uh, some horrific stuff there. Really? Just stuff that, you know, should not be, you know, let's encourage kids to come and, you know, just trying to take away genders, right? More of that type of conversation. So, yeah. and I just think, you know, we need to reclaim our wombs. Yes. more so than ever it's definitely you know embrace the the feminine and masculine with it, within us i've been really diving into the you know the dark feminine and how that mm. is so necessary right now that's you know the rage that we have like we're allowed to be angry we're allowed to have rage. oh i've been angry yeah <laughs> yes i know i think you you are you can you embody dark feminine and i love oh, that dark I, feminine no i love it we need it right it's the, the yin and yang of, of both sides and we need that because yeah, our wombs are under attack and it's time to reclaim them for what they are meant to be life affirming, birth giving, intuitive living women. And knowing that's such an important role, how do you create a healthy, well-adjusted society? The mothers, the nurturing, the being there for your children, the children knowing that they are wanted and loved and cared for, you taking care of your own shit so you don't pass that on to them, right? So that you're emotionally present to be there for the one so you can be the adult. Like how many adults are actually adults these days? Never mind elders and wisdom, right? How many are actually emotionally intelligent beings that actually can, through the capacity, through that capacity, can intelligently, emotionally intelligent parent children it's true right yeah, like it's so true you know how many parents are having their own temper tantrums you know at the same time or just numbing their kids out with devices right or, oh yeah you know absolutely. just numbing their kids out with device they just don't want to parent anymore it's too hard too yeah. hard i know that's what i want to say um why did you have kids exactly. you didn't have it to make it your life easier right i don't <laughs> no. i don't think so no right no not at all so it's worth your effort like we, we we have to look forward we have to look forward beyond the next day, the next week, we have to look forward for like past your children's children's children. We have to look beyond yes. that. Very futuristic right? thinking. Yes. What are we going to leave? Like legacy thinking. I'm, you know, having a daughter has just 
blasted a portal open in me. And it's just, again, what are we going to leave? What do I never want to pass on to her? What does she want to be? You know, you, you, you are molding this being. Yes, you are. It's such a responsibility that I've just never realized before. That's why I created the program. It's like, nobody told me how insane (laughs) this is. This is a massive responsibility. And it's like the most normal thing, but it's the most amazing, magical, powerful life affirming thing you know it is it it, it totally is and I just think all of the things that you stand for are you know so so much of society has no clue about you know your conscious um, parenting Mm -hmm. right like how many people are yes I need to take that no they want to go take like these nilly willy parenting courses that teach you how to change a diaper or something (laughs) right like it's, it's just it's not it's not the real life stuff that needs to be taught the legacy work that needs to be built I just think there's so much needs to be built Mm -hmm. up and passed on Mm -hmm. and just with full force because Mm -hmm. the world needs it right now oh my goodness you know (laughs) I really feel that we're at a time where we're choosing the timeline right we're gonna choose we do yeah which one and maybe it'll split maybe we'll get to go on our merry ways in our own choices I don't know but either way though you know we still have to you know bring forth what oh we want to bring you know be that ancestor do the legacy work because um, you know beyond us right you know, my parents don't know it I'm, I don't know about yours but right they're yeah not, they're not passing it on so we have to be those ancestors we have to be those ancestors and we do and we have to bring that like, just the confidence in knowing who you are and where you come from and how you can pass that on to other people like it, it's just such a big energy all of it and I'm oh, so huge. I'm so shocked at how uninterested people are <laughs> not you guys listening to this i'm sure but i'm it's the general masses the general times, masses right? like you were talking about women and women being suppressed in the past and things like that and that's true and absolutely and i want to talk about your women's circles and things like that but i think we've allowed that to go to the other end where i'm like i'm not just a baby maker i'm gonna do the job i'm gonna do this i'm gonna i'm gonna show and then we put that nurturing aspect of ourselves way on the back burner there's no balance and it's no balance and we don't we don't we don't see that work as sacred mm-hmm. we don't see being a stay-at-home mom right as sacred oh anymore. i know I and mean, I, you know what i think about when i think about growing up my mom went to do another degree when i was in i think grade, grade five maybe grade six but what i remember is my mom being there my mom having food ready for me, being there if I need to run home, if I got hurt, if mm-hmm. I, you know, when I was a little bit old and I was playing outside, once upon a time when I would just play outside, free play everywhere, you know, but my mom was at home and I didn't really realize it back then, but I realize now how, how a state that felt, right? And how that, that also supported my confidence. For sure. Right? Knowing yeah. that my mom was there to take care of me if I needed my mom mm-hmm. and she nurtured You're me. not just set off yeah. at like one years old eight hours a day in the care of somebody else right, right. I know it's amazing parents don't think that way these days it's just the normal get back to work you know you have your your year of mat leave and you think like one year in the course of a life is nothing and how their emotional intelligence is being formed and I mean so many things every right everything everything goes formative years so, so formative. formative years they are so key and I remember a friend of mine was living in the states when she had her first she'd moved down there for a bit and i think mat leave was three months oh yeah six weeks maybe even maybe it was six maybe it was something insane 
And I asked him like, you're not real. Like this is even before I had kids before, like right away that struck me as that's insane. Like you have a, like we're helpless babies for a very long time needing, you know, constant feeding, constant attention constantly. And I remember I said, you're not, you're going to stay home for longer, aren't you? And she says, well, nobody else does. Why would I? I was like, wow, where, how, where is that? connection like for the me inner knowing of right like, that this inner is knowing not- and that need like for me my son he was born I'm like I, like I literally thought this baby this kid could kill someone and I can't stop loving him like that my <laughs> my bond was so strong like I couldn't there's no way I could give him over to anybody else yeah I, I'm the same way there's just absolutely no way I had you know thought being pregnant I would maybe introduce some sort of a daycare at 18 months Right. There's no way. No way. And how old is she now? Your daughter? Two, almost, well, two, 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 two and a half in August. Two and a half in August. There's just no way. There's no way she's going anywhere without me. Right. (laughs) Especially after the past couple years. Right. You get ready to protect them more than ever before. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about, you were supposed to have a womb, a a women's circle. circle. Yes. And you didn't. No, I didn't. What happened? Yeah. So my truck got stolen (laughs) with the car seat. And so, you know, that ruins the plans of being able to get Mira out of the house before me. So that really stung. Yes. Um, But, you know, my intention with the women's circle is to just have us gather again, you know, at the market that I did. That was one thing that I didn't think was going to come up, which was, do you have women's circles? Do you have workshops? Because I would love to just, you know, chat about these things as women. I mean, we love to talk. We know that, you know, when we get together, it's just so healing, even from a hormonal perspective Mm -hmm. to, to have our conversations, just to be seen, to be heard and, um, and, and held in a safe space. And I think that's what women's circles can represent. And I really want to get doing those again because I think there's just so much healing I think you know when we gather we heal it's that whole red tent vibe um and I just think it's important for us to just talk and if we could talk about some of our uterine issues our PMS problems however you want to name it uh I think there's just so much healing in declaring that and just speaking your truth around that and just getting it out of your womb space relieving some of that emotional baggage that we may be storing there so right releasing it from your womb space that's another thing that's right weight loss mm-hmm. that's, I never thought of holding stuff there really before but yeah it's such a it's sure such a is. center for women to be holding emotional you know in our hips everything just the way we we store those emotions so mm-hmm. yeah and I just think women's circle is such a great way to gather and and heal you know collectively because I mean obviously we've got all sorts of walks I mean half the women that were enrolled I did not know and it was really great it was really great to see the enthusiasm around wanting to gather yes Mm -hmm. and so coming back to this ancient wisdom Mm -hmm. those that are attempting to control the masses these days they are fully aware of this stuff so what you said really made me think of like that gathering is very healing so what are they trying to block exactly is that gathering for a very specific reason? Oh, our intuitive, right? intuitive, you know, sense when we gather together as women is just heightened. And I just think that has been known forever. I've been, you know, reading up on her story, history, mm-hmm. and, they, you know, women are, you know, I guess when I look at back at some of the 
um, you know, the history of our First Nations people here, that's one thing that they did was they ruined the matriarchs because they were the key to the community. So let's take away their children and put them in right. residential schools. Right. Let's destroy them. Because I mean, come on, could you imagine if your baby was taken oh, from you? I no. would be devastated. No. I, I don't know how I would ever recover from That's that. like my worst nightmare. Yeah. It's my worst nightmare. Yeah. Um, like I could start crying. I know. Me too. Like, I know. Because it's like, <laughs> I am. Oh, I apologize. Like seriously. I, I, I have nightmares and I'm not, I'm not even like kid. I, I will have things stashed around the house if I'm home alone because I'm like, nobody's going to take my baby from me. Right. And I know that's some of my inter intergenerational trauma being First Nations as well. But right, you know, when, when we look at that history alone, and I mean, and that's that's like the, the repeat playbook that they use on everybody. Absolutely. You know, let's destroy the women, destroy the kids. The men will be easy and, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. Right. You know, so... That's yeah. really what public schools are too, right? Yeah. They're not obvious like the residential schools. They make them look like they're for our benefit. Like we got to teach this curriculum and teach the kids and get them educated and get them out there. But their the beginning was not benevolent. No. It was how do we get them with this minute? How do we put our ideas into those kids' heads? And then, you know, then work on the whole women thing, right? Like, oh, right. they got to go back to work. Oh, you don't need to very be systematic. Stable. You need to, you know, that the whole feminist movement that was very, you know, pro-equality, right. which has never been about that. Like, right. let's get back to work and I'm going to be the CEO and and everything. And, and it's not that I don't believe that, but I just think as women, we have a cyclical nature, which, you yeah. know, on a broader level, it's bearing children and being the mother and stepping away from the workplace and yeah. just honoring those years and shaping our children the way they're supposed to be and you know, healthy men healthy yes. masculine healthy feminine men. yes yes yeah. healthy healthy and we just we don't even honor them we just think masculine is dirty, oh, yeah. right well, right? well i mean and there's a war on the masculinity too to masculine oh massive. right it, there's just a war everywhere um and you know just as a woman I feel like this is where I'm starting <laughs> I know That's I've had amazing. my own you know period problems and it's just been very full circle I guess and and now that I'm yoni singing like being the vagina woman at the market was wild <laughs> so was it well accepted but were people yes, a little it, bit like what or you know, I, had, thing? I had a few oh that's anti-science because I was trying to you know market to a few different types of women like you know the goop show is really big so you know Gwyneth Paltrow's mm -hmm. goop show so I had like a, a poster up about her and then you know also some of the more the ancient wisdom thing just to kind of you know, maybe capture interest of a broader group of, of women. Yeah. Um, but it was the men actually, like my, my partner overheard a man saying, well, that's anti-science is Gwyneth Paltrow. And they're like, what do you know? <laughs> right. But then again, <laughs> right. Like par for the course, men thinking they know anything about what it's right. like to be a woman. Right. right. Like just shut up. <laughs> right. You, you don't, you don't get a say. Right. No, you don't get a right. say. Right. And I love that you're talking about that cyclical nature of the life of a woman, because mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest things I also through one of the things I tried to recommend to people and inspire people is to take back rhythm. I don't like routine, but I like rhythm. So seasonal rhythm eating, yeah. we have our monthly rhythms, but we also have our rhythms of our life and seasons of our life. Mm -hmm. And those should be honored as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like what you're doing in your fertile years before you have children, it's not going to be the same thing as when you're postmenopausal, right? Like, mm -hmm. and those stages need to be honored. They're very powerful. Oh, and if sure. we could just 
bring that through. And then crone energy, the crone energy it it's needs to so like powerful. remind us of that all the time, right? Yes. We just need to be told we are cyclical beings, like, you know, on a macro and micro level and just, yes. you know, it's just, it's so easy to see once you step back and look yes, at it, right? When it you is. discern that information, you're like, oh, wow, that actually makes a ton of sense. Right. So yeah, it blows my mind that people don't go there a lot, but I feel like, again, you know, bringing back what an elder could mean in our lives, that crone energy, reminding us that the macro and micro of it all is so, so important. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then through that, look at the health that is your legacy coming from that. Right. Right. Like, oh, it, just, it all stems, right? I mean, I feel like, you know, Yoni Senior is definitely not a magic bullet, but I feel like it is an access point to, you know, tapping in to your inner knowing and maybe start discerning information and asking why being curious again, not just, you know, being told how to feel, how to act, what to put into your body, like just owning who you are and yes. what you want, you. like and yes. what you want. So for me, that's a lot of what Yoni Steaming has represented because it's just like landed me in my body. And I mean, also I think becoming a mother too has has become that too you know you've got somebody hanging off of you you know 24 <laughs> hours a day right breastfeeding is no joke so it's intense yeah I did it for four years it was yeah. a long time <laughs> yeah you know so there's there's just so so much there that I think is an access point to becoming maybe that person and being curious and contributing in a healthy way to society is a wish and dream and goal <laughs> absolutely but I love how you said it landed you in your body and it and don't know how many people are truly embodied. And I'm a meditator. Body. I mean, like I meditated, like I've been meditating for years and I've had some really incredible experiences through meditation, mm -hmm. but this is just completely different. I just think because we are women and we have this incredibly sacred space in our bodies. And when we acknowledge it in this way, and you can meditate while you yoni steam, you can journal, you can, you know, just, you know, put pen to paper, all the things that you're feeling. There's just so much that comes up you know mm -hmm. so meditating I definitely like I think it's amazing and I love it but it's just completely different for me anyways I bet I'm a terrible meditator I did it yesterday I'm terrible I'm terrible but yeah and, and oh there was something that came up right then and there mm -hmm. so, ah, many good, so many good things so many good things so here, many good right? things but yeah if that could and I don't know we've just medicalized the whole female anatomy right. cut it off before cancer mm -hmm. you know just so that's what I want to say is like when you're sitting there and you're feeling that and you it, I hope it what I can also see is starting to help you trust your own body and it's not doing anything wrong right. it's always working for you We're it's always. always communicating with you and giving you information right mm -hmm. and if you can sit there and tune into that and just I see that as a bridge to trust trusting the body right yeah. like trust that body because I just uh, had a woman call me yesterday I don't know her very well but she uh she she looks to me for it so or she she found something in, mm. in her breast I'm like your body's doing exactly what it needs to do trust it believe in it know it there's an intelligence that we don't understand right oh, so yes. don't be rushing off to any authority out there who is only going to do you know cut, burn, poison, and repeat again if need be, yep. and tra tra traumatize you more in the process, right? Oh, yeah. And then you get all these other 
recurring things as a result of that, but besides it's that. trusting the body, oh, trust yes. it. So we if you were off, you were off for a reason. Imagine if your mother or an elder of some sort gave this wisdom to you and how connected would you be to your own womb space exactly as a teenager I know I wish I I, I like I wish I had, yeah. you know my grandma was a nurse too and she she raised me and there was absolutely like nothing no support because she didn't know what to do didn't know what to <laughs> she do. just didn't know what to do mm-hmm. so it's not to you know slam her or anything but she just didn't know what to do and it's going to be interesting here's more paths here's some right right, yeah. right. But the thing is, your daughter likely won't have the issues that you had because she's being raised very differently from the very get-go in terms of food and emotions and everything like that. But that'll just serve to enhance, mm-hmm. right? She's going to be that ancestor. And it can be. <laughs> you know, I'm always thinking about rites of passage for our children yes. now. Like eventually, like, okay, you're going to be a woman. Like it could be, it could be like the beginning of that rite of passage as you lost them into womanhood I was talking the other day at the farmer's market it got brought up and like delivering some herbs to some lady and anyways we started talking with one of the vendors and they were talking about oh my daughter's going to be having her period I can see you know maybe her hormones starting I was like you should have her young so she's like oh well I don't want to freak her out I'm like well can you imagine how freaked out she's going to be having her first bleed and no conversation around it Mm -hmm. like why not have her face this area of her body right get to know it this is this is who you are right and this is only going to help if you you know are prone to maybe cramping or whatnot right like why not face face if there's just such like you could do it with it god it would be just so beautiful to have like a yoni scene with your daughter for the first time I just think that'd be so beautiful and normalize it yeah right like a big part of my mission doing is normalizing Mm -hmm. this relationship that's what my banner says normalizing yoni steaming and womb wisdom yes yes exactly (laughs) like let's normalize such a thing it's like and then you know it's so funny like you can't you literally can't ask some men to buy you tampons or it's not i don't use tampons but quiet like you can't actually ask them to buy they're embarrassed oh i know right they're they're embarrassed to get it's like carry this at the store like but that's the product right of your conditioning that's happened yes you know to yeah. both sides right so yeah normalizing it I just think you know I mean there's there's a lot of great movement around there with you know you know looking at your yoni and you know doing all these things and I'm I'm not quite there yet but I think this is more of a focus towards people that have like PMS issues or fertility issues um, right. uterine issues because right. it's a healing modality right it's a right. healing modality it's a maintenance modality um, it's just something that I think women should be doing through their whole life, all phases. I mean, even, even if you had a hysterectomy or you're, you know, you're menopausal, mm. you know, you don't have your cycle anymore. Um, you can still in your steam because mm-hmm. it, it just relaxes, right? Because your uterine, your uterus is just attached by ligaments, right? So the moment you start to feel tension in your body, it can twist up and then you can feel, you can just feel, mm. you know discomfort so this right. is what it helps relax it helps relax that whole area or increase the circulation it's just like your back you want your you want your pelvic floor to be healthy right right and how often do you do it you could you know what you could do it any day that you're not bleeding you could do it every day if you wanted to but i mean i think if you're if you're dealing with something i would highly recommend um the uterine cleanse that i offer um but if you're just doing it for maintenance a few times a month two two three times a month Okay. That'd be really great. Yeah. yeah good and story. you, how often do you do it? Yeah. Well, being a mom, <laughs> not as often as I want, but I try to do it at least once a month. Right. 
that's kind of my goal right now. Yeah. Right. Right. Sometimes I just I pick the nap. <laughs> oh well, nap. you gotta do that too. Sometimes <laughs> when they're napping, you're napping, yes. and everybody's happier for that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, you gotta take care yeah, of you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think. Oh, one last. Did we talk about healing the sister wound? A little bit. Um, a little bit. So I think it, it's kind of. I guess it goes along with, you know, the history that women have. And how the sister wound is a byproduct of some of that intergenerational trauma that we have, you know, and how we feel that moment that you feel that you don't want to support your sister, no matter who she is, I feel is a form of a sister wound. If you get jealous, if you feel anything less than happy for a fellow sister that is is doing something great for the collective, you know, if your if your first reaction is like, oh, what's she doing again? Or, you know, those type of like micro are not supporting or like say if you're scrolling along and you don't want to like, why don't you want to like, you know, why don't you want to like their post? Why don't you want, you know, those can be maybe some manifestations of the sister wound and wound and it being some of that intergenerational trauma because we have been suppressed for so long, you know. I was listening to talk about, you know, when they started burning witches and how we literally had to survive by ratting out our fellow sisters, right? We had to, mm. we had to say, she's the witch, not me. Not that it even existed, right? Right. So we had to rat our own sisters out to stay alive, you know? Right. So how does that transfer through to today? Right. And maybe is that some of the transgressions we have towards our fellow sisters and say, you know, whatever example, not liking their post or just not celebrating them for their efforts because whether it's you know something huge or just something small like we should celebrate them so I think the sister wound is 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 definitely there I think um sisterhood is broken to a degree and I feel like women's circles can help heal some of that and just you know come to light like wow maybe I'm being a massive bitch and I don't know why and maybe that why is because we have this collective sister wound right Mm. so I feel the sister wound is um it's just something that you can be, you know, conscious of and see if that yeah. is a part of your everyday, yeah. everyday, everyday. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, coming together in circle. Yeah. Just supporting one another, yeah. right? Because I just think love, love is the way, right? I mean, not to sound cliche, but you know, how are you going to get that woman on the pill to get off the pill? Not by hating her, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. showing some sort of love whatever that right. is right 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 okay so just see i think we what do you think we talked about anything we covered else we talked about lots of things okay you're on your steam a queen on instagram, instagram. Mm-hmm. is there any other ways that people can get a hold of you or that's the main that's thing the main way that's I'm, main i'm thing. you know between breastfeeds and naps and wee hours of the night, I, I'm planning to launch like the uterine cleanse course because there's a lot to it. It's, you know, steaming on specific days before and after and having like period health assessments done. So I want to launch that soon and working on it. So I'll have a website hopefully okay. in the next couple months. So you can just check my Instagram. It'll be there. Are you working with clients though? Do you work with people? I do. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, I do. So if you want, yeah. if you're consulting, if you're, if you're, well, Ashley's consulting. So if you're feeling that this is talking to you women out there, right? If you want to connect with your womb, if you want to see what's possible, if you, if maybe this could be the beginning of healing, or maybe this is just going to regulate and have make you be a happier person. 
every every month. Maybe we should right? promote something with your course. You can get some yoni steam support too. Oh, preconception. Baby. Some preconception that. support. Absolutely. That I'm very passionate mean. about that too. Oh, huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that we need. We don't have these traditions around that anymore, right? Traditional societies have very specific traditions around supporting and building the body before and after. And mm-hmm. we we don't. It's like, oh, you can't get pregnant. Here, take this drug. It's like, wait a second, back up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you can't get pregnant. Let's look at what that could be, right? Right, And that's mm-hmm. probably a myriad of reasons that can all be addressed if one is willing to look, right? That's right. So, yeah. Okay, Ashley, well, that was awesome. Great conversation. I love it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check Ashley out. Steam a queen on Instagram and uh, like this if you like it. Remember, sign up for the mailing list and uh, have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Ciao, everyone.